successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everybody and welcome to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. If you're listening on the radio or on 980KMBZ or if you're joining us via podcast, on a Google Podcast, uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're all over the podcast world. If you're uh, joining us on the website, grillnationshow.com, we greatly appreciate it as well. Or if you're joining us on our social media today, thank you so much. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. We love doing these live streams and we're trying to give you uh, connections to our guests that are not only on the radio, on podcasts, but also on video. Well, we're all over the place on social media, so we really appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us each and every week. Again, uh, today's show is going to be awesome. We're joined by some uh, really great guys and a collaborator with the Grill Nation show, uh, Chad Esslinger, founder at Esslinger Financial. Their website is esslingerfinancial.com. Uh, putting that up on the screen right now. I'm going to unmute Chad here for a second. Uh, Chad, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you doing? It's great. So we also are joined today by Frank Shera who is the Vice President at Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. Uh, their website is grandbridge.com. Welcome to the show, Frank. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you as well. We're going to start here with Chad uh, for a little bit, and then we'll get to Frank. Uh, it's going to be a really cool show. Chad, so what have you been up to? Um, what have you been up to these days, my friend? Well, I was looking back when we last talked, Jason. I cannot believe it was March. So, I mean, it's almost September. It'll be September tomorrow, and it's just this year is flying by. I'm sure everybody feels that way. But we went on, you know, we went on vacation. We've been to Colorado. We, you know, I've hired a junior partner in the in the practice who I've been training and developing. Uh, you know, we just, I don't know. Life is good. Life's been good. We've been busy, having fun, and now the kids are back in school, so we can gain our sanity back. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, your home office looks nice. You got the guitar back there. Uh, you got a nice setup. Um, yes, I can't believe that was March, man. I don't even remember what we talked about back then. It's a blur to me. But I'm sure it was great. It was great. So, uh, so real quickly, you mentioned you uh, you 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 you've hired uh, more folks at your company. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Alex Brown, a guy that uh, you know we sought after within our organization, younger guy, uh, you know, hard worker, really a uh, student of his business, and really you know active learner. Uh, you know, we're just trying to continue to scale and add uh, the ability to service uh, our existing clients as well as bring more value to them. And uh, it's been good. I mean, he started in May, and so we're still you know, in that early phases of what that looks like, but um, we'll continue to, to develop that individual so that, you know, it can replicate another Chad Esslinger. You know, it's it's inevitable that you, you need to have the ability to leverage and, and be able to utilize your time most efficiently and effectively. So, 
that's where we're at right now. Um, it's been good so far. It's always a tough choice, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta train, you gotta mentor, but then also it helps you in the long run. Absolutely. I'm glad that you've made that leap, man. That's uh, that's impressive. I, I still haven't done that yet. So. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy, I can tell you, but it's definitely worth it. I, I, I can see the the fruits of that already. So Frank, welcome back to the show. Frank Shera, uh, Vice President, Grambridge Real Estate Capital. Frank, we're going to get into this more on the second segment, but tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and kind of your company. Happy to. So I don't know how much background you really want me to get into, but born and raised here in Kansas City. Uh, I've known Jason now, gosh, what's it been? I was thinking about this just as the call started. It's over over 25 years now. Holy moly. Uh, wow. I didn't know yeah, it was that long. Isn't that wild? Is that, is that aging you or what? It's definitely aging me. Um, <laughs> All the way Same back class to, uh, the 10th. Like class of 96, right. you were in 96, I was 97, correct? That's right. That's right. So okay. all the way back to sophomore year of high school. So what, 28 years ago. Long time. Wow. Um, born and raised here in Kansas City. Uh, still living. Uh, two little boys, seven and three. And uh, Grandbridge Real Estate Cap. I don't know if you want me to get into detail, but I've been there now for 16 years. Um, you know, high level. We specialize in providing uh Financing for all types of commercial property. Um, it's a great market right now. It's a borrower's market. Lenders are active, so it's been a it's been a busy year, that's sure. Mm -hmm. Totally busy. Um, question for both of you guys. Um, I'm making sure your sounds okay there. Um, what are some of the trends that you're seeing right now uh, across your industries, or is there anything that uh, that you're working on currently that you're excited about? Chad, let's start with you. Well, I think the theme of this year is, this, you know, how, you know, where's this market going? And, you know, I think both, I'm sure Frank can say as well that the Fed is accommodating, right? Interest rates are held low. Uh, there's still asset purchases happening. And I think um, we're in the run here, especially with the Fed and their position and, and uh, Powell's commentary. So um, that's obviously been beneficial. It's allowed uh, our clients and businesses to, to continue to expand and borrow at low rates and, and help with that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on where we're at right now. And I think that um, uh, as far as trends go, I mean, it's clear we're all in our houses right now. So that the trend has been for our industry and for a lot of people is that the in-person footprint of meeting face-to-face -face with our clients has obviously changed dramatically. So um, when, when will we get back to the office and see more of that uh, continue? Not sure, but uh, it's our clients are comfortable with it, and we've been efficient as a team. And so for now, we're, we're, we're comfortable with what we're doing as far as working remotely in most cases. Mm -hmm. Frank, where are you at on that um, as far as uh, some trends you're seeing and some, some, uh, some projects you're excited about? Yeah, I'd say the biggest trend – uh, that's recent here that we're seeing and really COVID just exasperated is the trend to more e-commerce. Um, and on the property side, we're seeing that with the development of industrial property, uh, this large warehouse distribution facilities, and then figuring out the last mile. Um, it seems like you can pretty much buy anything online and have it on your front door within 24, 48 hours. So I think COVID with everyone being at home, um, working from home, it, it's, it's really just shot up even more. Uh, the growth rate over the last 12, 18 months is incredible. I think even on the grocery side, that was always considered kind of the last safe haven. People always wanted to go to the grocery store and do their own shopping. I think that really, uh, over the last 12, 18 months, also you see a lot of people doing online grocery shopping. So I think that's going to continue. Hmm. I have not done that yet. Have either of you guys done that? 
Does, does I just picture Chad at the Brookside uh, Price Shopper or whatever, just like, you know, running through the aisles, man. I guess I've never seen either of you guys at a grocery store before. We've converted. We definitely converted during COVID. I'd say 80% of the time it's uh, it's an online order. You know, if you're doing something last minute, invite some friends over, throwing some steaks on the grill or something, that's something I think you're still doing in person. But uh, I'd say for the, the regular weekly shopping, it's uh, it's online now. That's awesome. I got to just throw a plug before we go to break about Frank Shera's uh, ability to throw a neighborhood a party for his kids. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a bigger water slide on front front, uh, front driveway than I saw at his house uh, a few weeks ago. So, dad of the year, I guess. Father of the year. Sorry, Chad. You always have yeah. Really. yeah, right. Today's show we have on Chad Eslinger, founder at Eslinger Financial. The website is eslingerfinancial.com. Also joined today by Frank Shera, who's the vice president at Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. Their website is grandbridge.com. We're going to get more into what Grandbridge does, uh, take a deeper dive into that, how uh, Chad and Frank have worked together, as well as talk about more updates in their industries throughout this show. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM KMBZ on podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again today on whether you're on the radio on 980 AM, on social media, uh, watching us here on the live stream or on podcast. We greatly appreciate it. You connect with me all over uh, social media. I'm on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation show. Also on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Just search for at Jason Grill. Also, you can listen to or watch any of our shows on our YouTube page. Uh, that's just search for uh, YouTube. Go to YouTube and search for Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. We post all of our shows, all of our uh, sneak peeks, all to the YouTube page. And as always, you can connect with me on the website at grillnationshow.com. I want to thank our guests today. We're a great collaborator with the Grill Nation Show, Chad Eslinger, who's the founder at Eslinger Financial, and Frank Shera, who's the vice president at Grandridge Real Estate Capital. Uh, two great uh, leaders in our community, as well as uh, fabulous business folks here locally. Uh, let's start with Frank. Uh, Frank, we were kind of briefly talking about uh, kind of what Grandbridge does. But before we get to that more in depth, I kind of want to talk to you about your journey. Um, you mentioned on the first segment you've been with Grandbridge for 16 years, uh, which is quite a long time to be with one business. Uh, tell us about kind of why you decided to do that. I know you've only been with one other company in your career. And kind of what the investment banking, kind of the financial world is like um, uh, as a person. Because I think you're in such an industry that nobody really is clear about kind of what happens or how it works. So I, I'm interested to know more about kind of what you're doing and kind of why you decided to stick with one company. Yeah, no. Uh, great question. So, you know, I started out out of college. My first job was investment banking. Um, all through college, I was a finance major. It was back during the dot-com boom. It just seemed like everybody wanted to be an investment banker. That's what I thought I wanted to do. I did it for four years with a great company here in Kansas City. I learned a ton. Um, I just kind of really, it was it was really random how I ended up in commercial real estate. I was kind of burnt out on my first job. And um, honestly, I met my brother-in-law for happy hour one day. And uh, my brother-in-law is in commercial real estate as an industrial broker. And he happened to introduce me to a couple of guys that uh, I worked with previously. They're no longer with the company, but it sounded interesting. I met them for lunch a couple of times, gave my resume. Um, they brought me into the office. And, you know, as I say, the rest is history. So I've been there 16 years now. 
I feel like it was a good fit for me. I've always had a strong interest in commercial real estate. Um, and then the combination of that with my finance background. Um, so I really, it's, it's just, it was a right fit for me and I really enjoy what I'm doing. I think that's what, that, that would be my advice to anybody is find something that you really, you really enjoy doing because then it doesn't feel like work when you wake up every morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So tell us about that again, Grand Ridge Capital, kind of what you're doing, um, you know, some of the services you offer and some of the verticals you work in. Yeah. So Grand Bridge, just on the quick high level overview, we're one of the largest commercial mortgage banking firms in the country. We have 30 offices nationwide. Um, we really specialize and focus on providing financing for commercial real estate. We lost Frank. So I, I, we'll, we'll carry on with the show with you and how you and Frank got connected. Tell us about that. Yeah, so funny. Uh, it's kind of a funny short story. So I work at Orange Theory uh, in Brookside every morning, and I read the Kansas City Business Journal religiously. And Frank, uh, uh, it was a recent article that he wrote in the Kansas City Business Journal, so I, I saw it, and his face was obviously a part of the the article. And I was like, well, hey, I just I just read Frank's article. I, I went up and said hi to him, and somehow we all have all these connections. He's at Milburn country club and I was as well. And we just haven't played golf with each other yet. And then it turned out his kids were the same age as my two younger boys. And, and they're, they're in the same school at visitation with each other. So it was like, you know, we work out together. We play, we should be playing golf together and our kids should be hanging out together. So, you know, the rest is history on, on that. <laughs> it leads to career success too. Um, Frank, we lost you there for a second. Kind of fill us in where you were at Grandbridge with services and whatnot. As I was saying, we so we specialize in providing financing for all types of multifamily and commercial property. Um, it's mostly focused on the debt side of the capital stack, but we also can help assist with uh, raising equity as well. Um, it's again all multifamily, multifamily side. It's market rate, it's student, it's senior, it's affordable housing. On the commercial side, it's industrial, it's office, it's retail self-storage, um, it's hospitality, not a lot of hospitality right now, but it's also hospitality. Um, so that's, that's kind of our niche. You know, we don't try to, we're not, we're not property managers. We're not leasing agents. We're not investment sales. We just focus on, um, on helping our clients uh, find the best capital solutions, financing solutions for their property. Can you tell us, Frank, some of the projects you've worked on in Kansas City? Yeah, let me think. And over your, over your 16 years, is there, is there any, is there any uh, success stories over your 16 years of tutelage and, 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 and at Grandbridge that you're really proud of? You know, I think what's interesting is people always assume it's going to be the large deals, right? And the large deals are always exciting. They're fun to work on. You drive by and you see them every time you pass them in town. But those smaller projects, you know, that, that 50 unit property um, where it's, you know, maybe just worth two or three million dollars. That is so important to somebody, that owner of that property. I mean, that's their livelihood. And to me, those are just as exciting to work on because you realize how much of a how important it is not only to maybe the person that owns that property, but also the maybe if it's an apartment complex who's living there, um, if it's a small office building, what companies are are, are tenants there. Um, so really, it, it is it's a wide range. I, I try to take I try to treat every one of them the same. Uh, mm -hmm. If I had to throw a few out that people might be more familiar with, the Kansas City Power and Light Apartments in downtown. Uh, we financed that. I was fortunate enough to work on that deal, which was which was a lot of fun. Um, lots of multifamily throughout the metro area we've worked on, lots of industrial, lots of office. Um, and it's not just Kansas City. I mean, we'll, 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 do, we'll do projects nationwide. We, we can go to all 50 states, so there's nothing keeping us. We're not geographically constrained in any way. 
Yeah, you kind of took the words out of my mouth for my next question was, why is this work so impactful in KC and throughout the U.S.? I think you really spelled it out well, talking about how it's it's not just the, 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 the big glitzy ribbon cutting type, grand breaking type, ceremony type places. It's also, you know, the smaller places that change people's lives. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, Chad, um, how have you worked with, or Frank, how, how have you worked with Chad and kind of what he does over your life? Have you, how, how have you kind of, uh, your world's kind of collided, I guess you would say, is there, you know, whether that's through relationship building, whether that's through friendships, partnerships, how would you say that's kind of evolved? Yeah, I, I think it's, we're doing similar things. We're, we're reaching out to similar types of clients, but we're helping them in different ways. Um, I think that's probably how there's some overlap where I'm maybe helping a client um, with maybe their portfolio of real estate. Chad might be yeah. Chad might be helping more with their investments and on their, uh, you know, more estate planning and other things, services that he provides. So, but we're calling on the same people and we're just helping them in different ways. Yeah, Chad, why don't you carry on that uh, that, that conversation with regards yeah. to who you, who you can help and work with? Yeah, I think Frank hit it on the head is that, you know, Kansas City is a, a big, small town, right? And we're, you know, meeting a lot of similar people and it's a relationship business and in as well as his. And I think there's a real opportunity if, just to keep your antennas up and eyes and ears open for opportunities to enhance our client relationships by introducing them to a Frank that can help them, you know, with their uh, investment opportunities, or, you know, maybe there's a banking relationship or person I can connect Frank to that will be beneficial uh, and vice versa. So it's just, to me, it's always about relationships. So making those connections is the critical thing for me. Mm -hmm. You guys both have very competitive worlds, I would assume. Like your competition is strong as far as kind of your, your what you're working on. Um, what are what are some of the things you try to do to stand out? You know, on top of the relationships. Frank, you take that. One. You know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I tell my client, our, our our money is green like everybody else. We're a service provider, so trying to just really go above and beyond. We try to take a deal from cradle to grave from when we first start working on it, and just make our clients' life as easy as possible until we close. Um, and just, that's really, I mean, I think that's how you separate it. I think, and really just, I think people hopefully like to work with people, you know, that they like and like being around. So it doesn't always feel like it's work when you're in that person's presence. I don't want somebody to think every time I'm, I'm calling them, it's because I'm trying to sell them something. Um, I, I really like to meet my clients, I like to know who they are. I like to know about their families, I like to know about their kids and what they're doing and their backgrounds and, mm -hmm. you know, how they, how they got to where they are today. I think it's always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Which is important because you work for a company that has offices and, and you know, networks throughout the country. And yeah. on that note, tell us again about the size of the office here in Kansas City. Yeah, so here locally we have about 10 people in our production office. Um, and out of that, you know, we have four producers, a couple of analysts that support us, an admin and a closer. Um, we will, you know, here out of our Kansas City office alone, you know, we'll do six to $700 million in loan origination um every year again across the country what we probably consider our local market is kansas city and anything within about a day trip so kind of lincoln and omaha to the north uh columbia northwest arkansas springfield wichita lawrence topeka um in the even in the oklahoma a little bit would be what we consider our local market but commercial real estate has really become more liquid i think more people are investing and uh just through relationships you know outside of that Starting in that kind of home market, we end up kind of going coast to coast. That's awesome. We're talking about Grandbridge Real Estate Capital on the show. Uh, the website is grandbridge.com. Also joined today by a great collaborator of the show, uh, Chad Eslinger. He joined us 
way back in March, which is just crazy to me. That's the last time he was on. His website is Esslinger, E-S-S-L-I-N-G-E-R, financial.com. Um, been in this business for how long, Chad? This is my 15th year. So just slightly shorter than Frank Ooh. at uh, Grandbridge. Yeah, it's crazy. It goes fast. Uh, and you are growing your company as well, obviously, with the, with the same personal touch you had when you put up your uh, your first uh, client, correct? That's correct. And, you know, it's a different world, obviously, that we live in now than when I started. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today again on 980 AM KMBZ, or if you're joining us on podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Or if you are uh, luckily watching our live stream right now on social media, we are taping at a different time today than normal. We are all over my social media right now, and also you can find us on YouTube as well as at grillnationshow.com. Again, today we are joined by Chad Esslinger, who's the founder at Esslinger Financial, and Frank Shera, who's the vice president at Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. Uh, the websites for those organizations, again, are Esslinger Financial, E-S-S-L-I-N-G-E-R, financial.com, and grandbridge.com, uh, just like it sounds, uh, G-R-A-N-D-B-R-I-D-G-E.com for Frank Shera's company. Uh we are back. Frank, I want to start with you on this segment. Uh, let's talk about multifamily. Obviously, it seems that you hear a lot about it these days. Why do you think multifamily uh, is growing in Kansas City and throughout the country right now? Great question. You know, I think it was really started after the last you know, financial crisis, what, back in like 2007 and 8. Um, coming out of that, um, two things really happened. I think you had a whole uh, people's mindset changed. It used to be growing up, it was, hey, you need to buy a home, you need to buy a home, you need to buy a home, that's going to be your retirement, you need to pay down. And that really changed after that financial crisis. And I think a lot of people at that point decided that, hey, you know, renting isn't isn't bad. It gives you more flexibility. Um, you don't, you know, some of these millennials maybe saw their parents maybe get upside down in their house back during that time. And they saw that and that was maybe something they didn't want to experience. So I think there was a there was a change in the mindset. You had to combine that with the baby boomers who were becoming empty nesters, and a lot of them wanted to downsize. So you had two very large uh, demographics that were both renting. And then I will also say the the apartments that they're renting today are not what maybe if, if somebody lived in a house for the last 10, 15 plus years, um, they and they haven't set foot in some of these new apartment complexes, they might be really surprised by some of the bells and whistles and the amenities. Um, these new developments are, are so nice anymore. Um, it, it's very different than what maybe some people might think of as an apartment. Completely agree. I think that point gets discounted in the whole debate about new apartments or new multifamily is that these places are like a lot of most of them nowadays. You have to really step to the plate with luxury amenities. Um, and yeah. a lot of people want those and they're able to get those uh, with some of the best amenities you'd find from coast to coast right here in Kansas city while still pretty much having a, a rent that is affordable. If you want to call it compared to other cities throughout the country uh, for very high amenities. So uh, very interesting uh, thoughts on that. What about you, uh, Chad? What do you, uh, what are you thinking right now around uh, what you're seeing as far as, you know, people, you know, or some of these places you might visit actually for some of your meetings uh, when you're talking to clients? Well, I was going to put this out to Frank too. I'm just thinking out loud here, but is there a lot of displacement geographically now to move into Kansas City that's causing people to want to have the flexibility to live in these multifamily apartment complexes, maybe more so now than even 10, 20 years ago? 
we're seeing east and west coast movement to the Midwest. I mean, do you feel like that that's also bidding into this additional demand for real estate? Yeah, I think so for sure. I think cost of living, as Jason mentioned, is a huge part of that. I mean, some of our you know competing markets, uh, maybe at Denver to the west, I mean, it's just gotten so expensive. Uh, I think a lot of people maybe 10 years ago that were moving to Denver, it's just they look at what it costs to live there now. Now they're looking at other other places to maybe end up. And I think Kansas City is right near the top of that list. We've been a pretty big benefactor. Um, I, I say this, and I don't think there's any way to measure it, but I think Kansas City right now, I, I credit uh, the Royals winning the World Series in 2015 and then the Chiefs and Mahomes. Kansas City kind of has the cool factor right now. You know, they're showing the live block when we have Chiefs games going on. And I think there's just kind of an energy. People see that and they just kind of want to be here. Um, again, I don't know how you how you quantify it, but there is a there is a positive vibe I think with uh, with our market right now. Yeah, we definitely need to continue that. We can't rest on our laurels. Let's put the foot down to the metal, uh, pedal down to the metal. Frank Shera and Chad Eslinger. Uh, okay, commercial real estate. What's the current state of the market, Frank? I mean, given COVID nineteen, I mean, office market, commercial market. It seems to me that there's going to be a lot of changes going on in that world if they haven't already. Yeah, I mean, I'd start with industrial, which I touched on a little bit. Industrial is is hot. Um, they can't build it fast enough. Kansas City here has been a huge benefactor of e-commerce. You know, there's studies you can reach 85% of the population within a two-day drive. So we're seeing large uh, online companies. They're, they're, they're moving their distribution facility here to Kansas City. Um, I think you're going to continue to see that growth. I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. Um, shifting to office. Office is a question mark. There are questions about the demand for office space moving forward, how many companies are gonna go to a hybrid model, how many companies are gonna go to full-time, you know, working from home. So it's a little bit, you know, I'm not a believer that people are going to continue just to work from home. I don't think people maybe wanna wake up and just walk downstairs and and work in their kitchen all day. I think people like to leave the house or the apartment. Um, I think it's hard to train people. I think it's hard to hire people if you're, you're working from home. So I do think at some point in time, I think office demand will come back but right now it's 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 question mark and then and then retail's changing uh, it kind of ties in with with e-commerce um e- you know retail has really changed over the last 10 years and it's going to continue to change as as uh, people buy things online so now to be i think a, a good uh retail center you need to have an experience you know, people need it can't just be they're going there to buy something it needs to be lunch it needs to be services there needs to be other reasons why they're why they are showing up there. So there's still good retail out there, but um, it's it's definitely changed, and and, uh, and I think investors and lenders are are more selective on it. That's interesting. Very well said. You know, with the commercial, you just see a lot of you know if you guys travel a lot, there's there's cranes just all over the place in a lot of these cities still. So in these urban cores, uh, whether it's multifamily mm-hmm. or uh, Class A office, it's still being built, and um, mm-hmm. there's still a demand. So hopefully. Um, that will continue to go up again uh, as well. And I really enjoy the industrial uh, comments because, you know, that's one of the that's one of the key linchpins of what KCADC tries to do and what other organizations try to do as far as, you know, really kind of marketing Kansas City as a logistical kind of hub for companies, uh, which I think is great because we are in the center of the business, center of the country. We need to we need to market that more and really kind of hone in on that in order to correct, attract more money and more more people, more uh, more uh, commerce to Kansas City. You guys both work in service industries. You talked about that. Uh, personalized service and tailored financial solutions. Why are those things so important uh, in your industries? Tell us about kind of the specific things that you, you like to focus on when talking to people about their specific uh, needs and tailoring that to them. Chad, let's start with you and why you think uh, tailored solutions are the best 
Well, I just think that people desire uh, to tell one story, not four stories with four different people, right? So, you know, when it comes to financial planning, it's people generally think about, well, you're going to manage my money, you're my IRA, you're going to manage my brokerage account. But, I mean, that's just a part of the plan. It's not the plan. So we got to really dig deeper and actually know and learn, you know, what's important, what are these individuals' goals? Because, you know, there's a bunch of tools out there we can utilize, but the tools are no good and if, if we don't really know what the specific goals of each individual person is. Um, so I think people desire uh, a true person, a person that they can trust, believe, and like, but also has the knowledge and skills and the ability to be able to talk about wealth management, risk management, uh, wealth distribution planning, as well as estate planning and tax planning. So as long as we can have the ability to have those conversations and understand and know uh, when or how we need to bring in other professionals to make sure we get it done right, uh, we work a lot with uh, CPAs, estate planning attorneys, and individual client relationships outside of our firm to make sure that the client doesn't have to tell that story to multiple different people and everybody's on the same page. And I think that that's a, a personalized uh, trend. I think that's just going to continue to happen. I think people want to have somebody that, that has the ability to, to understand and, and implement everything. Frank, you guys kind of do this, the same, right? There's, there's just different stories, different pieces and facets of all these different projects you work on. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, every, every property is different. Every project's different. Every borrower has different goals. I mean, we typically start having a conversation really trying to understand what's the borrower's goals. How long do they want to own this property? You know, is this a legacy asset they want to put in the trust and pass down to the kids and grandkids? Is this a value add play? They want to, they want to increase the NOI. They want to renovate it and sell it. Um, so really understanding kind of what their goals are first. And then, you know, we work with almost a hundred different capital sources and most of those capital sources have multiple loan programs and whatnot. So it's our kind of our job to know the market and then go out. And once we understand what our borrower is looking for is to kind of go out and really find the specific product that's going to kind of help them execute their plan on that ownership. Well said. we got about a minute and a half left in our third segment today, guys. Uh, Chad Eslinger and Frank Scherer are with me today on the Grill Nation show. Just tell me real briefly kind of how your industry's changed maybe in the last five to ten years. What, what are some things that have changed? Uh, you both have been in the same same careers now for like we talked about for a while. What, what has changed the most in the last five to ten years? We'll start with Frank. Yeah, on the commercial real estate side, I'd say here, you know, in that time period definitely is uh, property valuations. I mean, we've seen cap rates uh, even here just over the last 24, 36 months have really compressed as cap rates come down, uh, inversely values increase. Um, so we've seen we've seen property values across the country go up. So valuation has been a major change. I'd say the other, the second biggest change we've seen over that time period has probably been, I feel like commercial real estate has become more liquid. You know, it used to just be controlled by maybe a small group of high net worth families, um, REITs. I, I think now it's become more liquid and there's more people out syndicating deals. You know, the average person can invest some of their money. If they want to have a little bit of exposure, they can jump into a specific deal. So I think you're seeing more trading back and forth, buying and selling versus maybe what you saw 10 plus years ago. I think people have exposure to it, which I think is great. Chad, real briefly, why don't you chime on that as well. Yeah, I know I touched on this a couple times, uh, or maybe a little bit in the past, but I think the biggest thing is uh, people are more pressed for time. Now, I mean, I think that time and people's ability to to dedicate time is condensed. I mean, I think uh, with technology, we're always on, uh, and, and that could be a good and a bad thing, but people are tied to their devices, they're tied to uh, their emails and, and inboxes. And so I just feel like uh, getting people to dedicate time is more challenging right now, but still is obviously important. 
uh, we're in a virtual world, uh, creating efficiencies for, for both. I mean, for our team and, and our ability to, to reach everybody. And like Frank, we're not geographically tied to the Kansas City area. We have clients in, I would say, 30 to 35 different states now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not just uh, uh, in a world where we have to meet in person. So. Yeah, you guys are both very busy and uh, excited to have you both on the show today. We're going to head to our last break here on the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back with our final segment of the show today. Thanks for watching and joining us today on the radio on podcasts or on grillnationshow.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. I really hope that you've enjoyed the show today. We're talking with Chad Eslinger with Eslinger Financial. Uh, Their website is eslingerfinancial.com. Also joined today by Frank Shera, who's the vice president at Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. Their website is grandbridge.com. Check them out. Um, It's fascinating discussions. We've learned a lot uh, about kind of the different industries they work in and some of the trends, some of the updates, kind of the whys behind certain things happening. Uh, we're going to get into some uh, questions now and our best for last that are a little bit uh, less uh, intense, I guess you would say. So I'll start with Frank. Frank, uh, share with us some of your best advice. We ask this question on every one of our shows of our guests, maybe that you've been able to utilize throughout your career that's really kind of helped you on your journey. You know, great question. One thing that's always stood out to me, I remember when I first got out of college, one of my first jobs, I was listening to a speaker who was a very successful individual. He had made, developed properties, been very successful with businesses and everything. And he said, you will always continue to learn. Don't think because you're out of school that now you have a job is that, you know, you're not learning anymore. And uh, I think a lot of people think when they were first graduating out of college or whatever it might be, they're like, okay, I'm done with school. Now I can go to work. And and that really stuck to me is that, you know, with technology and the way the world's always changing, it's a competitive market, you know, and regardless of what industry you're in, I think, I think continuing to learn is something that yeah, it's really, I try to live by, and I think it's really important for anybody, regardless of what job they were doing. Wouldn't it be great if you could go back to school, if you were a multimillionaire and just, you know, could like go to go to classes, and you know, you didn't worry about your grades or anything. You actually kind of try to learn and <laughs> consume the information instead of cramming for an exam. Um, anyways, that's something I always dreamed of doing one of these days. Chad, <laughs> uh, you mentioned on the last segment or on break that we were all three uh, graduated from, whether it's grad school, undergrad, whatever, from um, MU, KU, and K-State. All three of us went to different schools. That seems like, that seems like a joke, like when you enter a bar and, you know, you have to do that. <laughs> uh, but, hey, we're still all having fun here. We're all good friends, so. Chad, give us, give us, I know you've probably answered this in the past, but give us a quick little best advice that you've been thinking about. You know, I think Frank hit it on the head. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in constant learning. And uh, whether that's just reading or seeking out podcasts or uh, obviously reading books, but I think um, I have a personal and professional coach that I meet with once a month <clears throat> that you know di- dives deep on what kind of personality am I. So I've done the Myers-Briggs. I'm an ESTJ, uh, which you know is good and bad. But when you learn who you are and what your natural tendencies are, you can obviously start to determine what are my flaws and what are my uh, what are my strengths. And so, how do I continue to improve upon my flaws and also utilize and leverage my strengths? So I just think if you can continue to learn and seek out uh, things that are inspirational, and also uh, I have a vision board. I I have a one-year vision every year for what I want to personally and professionally do. 
And, you know, some days are not great, right? Some days are, are more challenging or, or less exciting than others. And writing and, and reading a compelling vision on a daily basis is powerful. And it's amazing. I've been doing this every year for the last 15 years. It's pretty much everything I've, I've written down has come true. Uh, some things have personally uh, worked out in the time frame I wanted. But I'm excited for you to write down that you're going to be a, a scratch golfer here next year. I'm excited so for I, that one to come true. I wrote down I was going to be a 12 handicap. Jason, at the beginning. I know, I know you did. I know you did. I know you did. You're right. You can't make um, goals that are. I, I, I could. I'd love to go. Uh, you know, buy a private jet, but that's not happening. So that's not a goal I have. <laughs> hey, I got to a 12 though. Frank can realize realize how terrible I was at the beginning of the year. So <laughs> that's a great segue for my next question. That's why I was leading that on there, Chad. Was uh, favorite golf course? You guys are both avid golfers. Uh, you've ever played? Let's start with Frank. Oh gosh, that's a that's a hard question. Uh, I feel fortunate. I've played a lot of great courses. I I seem to a lot of my travel seems to be around golf courses. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with uh, Oakmont Country Club, uh, famous old country club just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I think it's hosted uh, like nine U.S. Opens. The last one in 2016 when Dustin Johnson finally broke through. Uh, I think it's considered by many golf experts as the hardest course in the country. It has the famous Church Pew. Uh, bunkers that everybody's probably seen on TV, but um, great. Just a history, really hard course. Um, I, I loved it. It was a great course. You ever get a chance to play it, don't pass so, it up. Good story. When we played at Chambers Bay on Friday, um, the guy I was with his caddy was a caddy at Oakmont before he moved out there. Okay. So he, he was a caddy as a child, as a young guy, and then grew up in Pittsburgh and then moved out to the West Coast. And so he was raving about it. So that's pretty funny that you mentioned that as your favorite mm. one. I love it. <laughs> um, Chad, what about you, man? You get out there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Me and Frank actually got out with two years ago, Best Page Black, uh, you know, up in uh, New York. Uh, amazing course, very challenging, uh, uh, beautiful course. Uh, it had all kinds of unique holes and, and different golf shots you had to, to do throughout the course. Uh, I will say, though, I think it's probably going to change within the next couple months. Me and Frank and a couple other guys are going to go play Congressional Blue Course. Uh, up in D.C., and, um, mm -hmm. and after a massive renovation, getting ready for the Ryder Cup, I'm sure it's in pristine um, condition, so really excited about that. Can't wait to hear about it. Can't wait to hear about it. Um, guys, What you guys are both Kansas City guys and have, have lived here for a good amount of time. Uh, what is one thing you really like to see Casey do or have that it currently doesn't do or have? Let's start with Chad on this one. I mean, that's easy, a downtown ballpark. Needed, it has to be done uh, just for a whole host of reasons, for fun, for, for commerce, um, for development, for the, you know, the, the expansion of the city. I just, you know, we're building the, uh, the streetcar. You got to have it go to something, and why not a downtown ballpark? What about you, Frank? You know, I would agree. Uh, the airport's in progress, which we needed that, but uh, I would agree. I think downtown stadium. Um, that would be the that'd be top of my list right now, and I, I hope it gets done here in the near future. I have a feeling it will, gentlemen. So that's a that's a <laughs> that's just a, that's an intuition I have that it will happen. You mentioned books, Chad. You uh, let us know some of the books we should be reading right now. You said you read a lot. Tell us some of the books that you've 
recently watched or, or excuse me, read uh, that impacted you? Yeah, so I'm actually rereading 12 Week Year again. Uh, this is a book by Brian Moran. Um, it's condensing your goals from an annualized thinking to a 12 week thinking. Um, and it's amazing when you spread out a goal over a year, it feels like forever to accomplish it. And what happens is people procrastinate. Inevitably, they don't achieve the goal. So Condensing your goals to 12-week goals um, is critical, and that's it's just a great book. It goes beyond just goal writing, but just, you know, uh, our natural human tendencies. I love Green Lights. This is just, I may have mentioned this on the last show, Matthew McConaughey. I thought it did an awesome job. Quirky little book, but interesting read. And then Atomic Habits um, by James Clear um, is another great book around um, anything difficult is hard to do, and so how do we replicate it? Just like we want to get in the best shape of our life, but how do we formulate habits to make sure it happens? So, so it's just those are just great reads in general for not just finance or anything, but to be better. Do you, do you read these books the hard copy versions, or do you listen to them, or do you uh, read them on your phone? I listen to Audible. I just feel like when I go for runs or walks, you know, it's just easier for me. Or in the car, uh, I'll do and or just when I'm getting ready in the morning, right? When and you're, you're kind of in that dead space while you're getting ready. I have the the phone sitting on the sink, just listening to these books, and it's a good way to start your day. Or if you're on the library, you can be on the I was, the what, I was wondering if I could borrow these, just come over to your home library, but I guess I can't. <laughs> uh, Frank, uh, real quick, we got to we got to leave the show actually. What are you most excited about going into the fall season here in Kansas City? College football. Even though I haven't had a lot to cheer for since Mangino left, I'm a huge college football fan. Uh, I'm excited about the new coach KU, and I just love I love college football and pro football. The Chiefs and Mahomes, how can you not be excited about that? So I think it's going to be another great year for the Chiefs. Well, write that down, Chad. The first KU person we've ever had on the show in the last eight years that's uh, excited for college football, which I love to hear. Uh, Frank Shera, Vice President at Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. Chad Eslinger, founder at Eslinger Financial. Websites again, eslingerfinancial.com and grandbridge.com. Thanks for coming on the Grill Nation show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, thanks guys. And thanks to the listeners for joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We will see you next week. Again, you can connect with me on social media. Just go to Twitter at Jason Grill or at Grill Nation Show. We'll see you next week.